This is Rule of Law News. I'm going to talk about Trump and the deep state and the ideological war that the deep state has against Trump. Trump's decision to run for the office of the presidency and then become a presidential candidate caused the shadow government to gather personal information, private and public, for the purpose of establishing sufficient and significant opposition research to attempt to tarnish him and his reputation. So he'd withdraw from the presidential campaign, but he persisted and endured and was elected anyway as president of the United States of America. Trump, his family, and associates was and are placed under surveillance, watched, tailored, or followed, and monitored 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, continuously. It is called domestic surveillance and modeled after an illegal FBI program called COINTELPRO or counterintelligence program that was created in 1956 by J. Edgar Hoover, FBI director. All of America's intelligence agencies corrupt and compromise factions in all of the federal law enforcement agencies and corrupt and compromise factions in many state and local law enforcement agencies. These corrupt agencies and corrupt factions of the agencies are known as the deep state or shadow government. Presidential candidate Trump was declared an enemy of the shadow government, then put on a watch list, which is called watch listing. As a result, he became a targeted individual, or a TI. The reason or cause is that during his presidential campaign, he advocated ideology and made campaign promises that would transform public policy if elected. President Trump's proposed public policy options are and were a threat, compete with and are inconsistent with the existing goals and objectives of the shadow government or deep state. A person becomes a target or a targeted individual, known as TI, by the shadow government when he is perceived to be a significant threat because of the extent of his knowledge and or his position and his motivation and actions to expose or blow the whistle on the corruption in the government. The whistleblower who exposes or attempts to expose the illegal, unauthorized, corrupt aspects of the de facto illegitimate government or shadow government has to be stopped because the shadow government's unconstitutionally and illegally established status quo is put in jeopardy. Generally, these types of people who believe and openly advocate any ideology that is counter-revolutionary and that supports a limited and constitutional government with enumerated powers such as conservatives, Christians, pro-life supporters, traditional marriage supporters, patriots, Tea Party members, nationalists, truth seekers, conspiracy theorists, constitutionalists, God-fearing people, active and retired military personnel, Second Amendment supporters, states' rights supporters. When these types of people's actions and communications become known, the shadow government has these people put on a government or terrorist watch list. Then the harassment and the stalking campaign is established and initiated to place the targeted individual under surveillance continuously 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year continuously, non-stop, until the targeted individual commits suicide, homicide, 
and or is falsely charged, prosecuted, then imprisoned, and or is confined to a mental institution and stigmatized with the DSM-4 or 5 now code of being paranoid, having schizophrenia with delusions. They are usually surveilled by corrupt factions in federal, state, and local agencies such as law enforcement agencies, intelligence agencies, InfraGuard, who has coordinates in each federal, each FBI office, select neighborhood watch organizations, and members select citizens on patrol organizations, select government workers from various agencies, branches of the military, first responders, fire department personnel, EMS personnel, business owners, and other civilians. The degree of perceived threat the target individual poses to the deep state determines the degree of involvement and commitment of these government-conspiring, government-authorized and sponsored groups conspiring to harass and to conspire to commit organized stalking by these people and these government agencies in creating a campaign to place the target individual constant and continuous surveillance. This is achieved by using technology called Stingray. This is achieved by using technology called Stingray, which is a cell phone tower simulator that intercepts telecommunication signals, tracks locations, and directions of travel by using the method of triangulation and determining which cell tower or stingray cell tower simulator your personal cell phone connected to or with eavesdropping through the open microphone or receiver of your cell phone without your knowledge or consent, planting bugging devices to eavesdrop on personal conversations at home or in your vehicle, track you by radio frequency identification chips in your credit card and in your debit card. The use of easy pass signals by being shadowed or followed with your knowledge or without your knowledge by people who volunteer or are employed by the deep state. They also use helicopters and small airplanes. The techniques they use depend on if they are targeting a famous person or an unknown person. If the person is famous, like Trump, the surveillance campaign will be more subtle, where President Trump would not suspect or know that the surveillance campaign was occurring against him, his family, and associates. The shadow government does not want to make it obvious because it would establish plausible evidence and expose itself. Subtleness does not establish obvious evidence, so if it got caught, it could have a plausible denial or a legitimate excuse, in quotes, for its actions. If President Trump were to become aware of this surveillance campaign and attempt to expose it, the shadow government will attempt to make President Trump appear like a conspiracy theorist and anti-government nut, causing his credibility to be undermined so most of the public would not believe him. If it was an unknown person, the shadow government would do all of the above stated techniques and more, such as attempting to harass, intimidate, alarm, annoy, disrupt, distract, alienate by destroying personal and business relationships and trying to cause you to be painted as a psychologically unbalanced or unstable. This is all done to cause your credibility to be undermined so your effectiveness to act and in communicating ideology that is damaging to the shadow government, which is a de facto government. The degree in which the shadow government is acting through its government agents and private partnerships that is beyond the scope of authority of the U.S. Constitution, the very state 
constitutions and its laws is what the de facto illegitimate government is. The degree to which our legitimate government is acting within the scope of its authority through its agents in accordance with the U.S. Constitution, the various state constitutions, and its laws is the degree in which our government is a de jure legitimate government. It is called the shadow government because those acting on behalf of the deep state government are hiding in the shadows of our legitimate de jure government, or if they are discovered, they have convinced the majority of the public that they are authorized when they are not, since their ideology, plans, actions are contrary to and in violation of the U.S. Constitution, the very states, and laws. This is why corrupt government actors create a plausible denial or excuse, so if their actions are revealed or investigated and exposed, they can claim that they had good intentions, acted in good faith, or that they were not adequately trained, but ignorant, which led to incompetence competence, causing them to make an honest mistake in quotes, or they were just following orders. They hide behind policy. If it were proven that their actions were not in good faith and that they intentionally, willfully, knowingly acted in violation of the law, this establishes one of the major elements of most criminal offenses, which is the element of criminal culpability. Mens re is a guilty mind in quotes, or the criminal intent to act, and actus reus is the criminal act act itself. This means that they could be criminally liable and be prosecuted for violating their oath of office and many other crimes. This is why the deep state operators have disguised their intentions and hide their motives through lies. By the purchasing of all and controlling all mainstream media, the mainstream news media, the shadow government can use propaganda to disseminate lies, half-truths, and selective truths that are consistent with their plan to promote liberty liberalism, which leads to socialism, then finally it leads to the total implementation of communism or totalitarianism. Deep state ideology has to become dogma, and no other ideology that contradicts or competes can be allowed to be communicated unless it is necessary through the Hegelian dialectic to give it the appearance that everything is not controlled and that the American people have freedom and choices, which is just an illusion based on false beliefs. Walter Rippman, Walter Lippmann wrote in a book called Public Opinion that those that have the power to create public opinion effectively become the shadow government. He also wrote that those who create public opinion that is contrary to fact or reality, it becomes a pseudo-reality or fake reality. This is why the deep state controls all of the mainstream media, mainstream newspapers and magazines, the educational system, all major online social media networks, all major think tanks, all major search engines, and online video streaming services. Ideology that the public believes and is committed to can become a vehicle for change in customs, practices, traditions, public policy, and law. If the believed ideology is consistent with the status quo, it'll promote and perpetuate customs, practices, traditions, norms, laws, public policies, and expectations. But the shadow government actors want their ideology to be the major dogma and to dominate and overshadow most other ideologies that the public believes and is committed to. The deep state wants to and will manufacture public consensus or the appearance of public consensus. The only way the deep state can implement its plan of world communism and a new world order or a one world government is to control any ideologies that are against
against theirs by getting rid of the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution by first putting incremental restrictions and limits, then converting your unalienable First Amendment right into a privilege, then abolishing the unalienable right completely. The right of free speech, free press, religious freedoms, and freedom to associate is and will be abolished by the shadow government because they need to control the ideology that is propagated in the public square and in private conversations. If opposing ideologies that promotes and perpetuates tradition is allowed to prevail and the public believes it and is committed to it, the status quo or tradition is preserved and protected. But the deep state wants to change, alter, and abolish the American government, which is a constitutional republic and not a democracy. The shadow government act is indoctrinating the public by telling them that our government is a democracy is a lie. Because in the U.S. Constitution, in Article 4, Section 4, it states that the U.S. government shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion and on application of the legislature or of the executive when the legislature cannot be convened against domestic violence. The correct and accurate definition of a democracy is the rule of the people. The definition of a constitutional republic is a state where the officials are elected as representatives of the people and must govern according to existing constitutional law that limits the government's powers over citizens. Also, this constitutional republic was mainly established to protect your unalienable rights that pre-existed before this government was established. These rights are God-given rights. The representatives of the republic have a legal duty to protect your legal rights from the tyranny of the majority, and this form of government is a limited government. The majority that has established a consensus is not supposed to infringe upon your unalienable rights. But if the republic is allowed to be overthrown by the creation of a democratic government, then the majority can and will infringe upon individuals' unalienable rights that the consensus is against. This form of government can easily become an unlimited government. The problem is that consensus is created by social engineering, a pseudo-reality for the masses. The masses are uneducated, unenlightened, and lack a sufficient ability to reason and are easily led into a mob rule. The deep state is and will create a new changing consensus as needed in order to change the status quo through the artificial creation of social movements, riots, uprisings, and even a controlled revolution to cause a coup d'etat. The end result is that the U.S. Constitution will be indirectly, informally amended by customs and practices and intentionally misinterpretations of the constitutional law and common law and customary law and customs that underpin the foundation of the U.S. Constitution will undermine its legitimacy, causing the masses to be convinced that this so-called living document is dead and the Constitution will be abolished out of necessity. The rule of the people in a democracy is determined by the majority vote, which can be manipulated because the masses are uninformed and lack reasoning abilities. The masses will be convinced through lies that capitalism is unsustainable, causing them to form a consensus for the support and creation of socialism. Then they will be tricked into establishing 
opposing and supporting communism. The framework of, of the American government was established, promoted, and perpetuated by the ratification of the U.S. Constitution based on a set of ideologies. Our history, culture, customs, practices, traditions, beliefs, common law, and expectations are based on a set of common ideologies which Americans identified with that are the underpinnings or foundation of the U.S. Constitution and our Republican form of government. There is a spiritual war of good and evil, and it is all based on ideologies. In order for the shadow government actors to abolish our limited constitutional republic, they must limit, restrict, stigmatize those who believe in the foundational ideology of the U.S. Constitution, then get rid of all ideologies, beliefs, values, customs, traditions, and falsify history. They will intentionally redefine and misassign incorrect meaning about the present conditions and situations. They will redefine and distort through fear what will or may happen in the future if the shadow government's policies are not implemented without questioning it. The many blatant violations of the U.S. Constitution and the various state constitutions are an attempt to overthrow our form of government by a silent coup d'etat through the architects of a social revolution by social engineering. The shadow government is engineering and manufacturing division, hostility, alienation, distrust, discontent, poverty, anger, confusion, dependence, ignorance, a sense of entitlement, laziness, crime, chaos, racism, sexism, class warfare, a permissive environment, rebellion against lawful exercised authority, abortion, and unnecessary immoral wars, etc. The shadow government actors are overwhelming the system by creating disorder and chaos in order to convince the public or masses that our traditional way of life is not practical, is ineffective, is outdated, is backwards, is a bad idea, and is unsustainable. For example, the shadow government actors take capitalism and intentionally fail to moderate it within the scope of morality and the existing laws such as the Sherman Antitrust Act, restraint of trade laws, and environmental laws, and cause it to become vulture, immoral capitalism instead of moderate capitalism. This causes people to be receptive to the propaganda of the ideology of socialism or even communism because they believe that capitalism is unsustainable and does not work. But the fact is that moderate moral capitalism does, and it works for everybody. The lack of moderation is created and perpetuated intentionally, so the capitalist system is overwhelmed. It fails to function according to expectations and causes discontent with the existing economic system. Discontent is manufactured to cause as much of the public as possible to be receptive to an ideology that is contrary to capitalism and convinces them by altering their beliefs that it should be a change to the status quo and establish a new economic system of socialism, then communism. Most of the public does not understand that socialism implemented to extremes is communism. The more the ideology of liberalism becomes integrated into our society, the greater the degree of socialism. Then after that, it is communism. This perceived need for change is caused by overwhelming the system and causing the public to be motivated to search for the deep state's predetermined solution of socialism, then communism, to create a sense of normalcy and order. This is called order out of chaos. Another example is to create a permissive environment that is conducive to causing, promoting, perpetuating criminality so crime goes up. This is intentionally created 
created by propagating the ideology of liberalism. So if somebody commits a crime, it will be blamed on poverty, mental illness, inequalities, racism, sexism, and a bad upbringing. Immorality will never be allowed to be used as the reason or cause why somebody committed criminality. The deep state's ideology will be used as dogma, so immorality cannot be attributed to the cause of criminality. This causes most of the public to attribute an excuse to the criminal, which makes him not criminally culpable, therefore not responsible for his own actions, but instead society is blamed. Police may be instructed not to make an arrest of minor crimes committed in their presence. If the criminal is not responsible, then he must be diverted from the criminal justice system if he is arrested. The district attorney could suspend prosecution and dismiss the charges if the arrestee does not get into any other trouble for a predetermined period of time. He could be diverted from the criminal justice system if he is a minor and just released to the custody of his parents. The adult or minor criminal could be given probation or even parole. But if the ideology were to prevail that the criminal's immorality is the cause of his criminality, then the public would demand that he be held accountable, causing a significant decline in crime since there is no permissive environment. In other words, evil is not rewarded for good. The shadow government actors have to propagate an ideology to the public to convince them that it is cruel to punish criminals since they are not to blame, but it is society's fault. Once the majority of the public is convinced of this ideology and believes it, then society will make excuses for criminals and crime will significantly increase since it is now a permissive environment. This will result in chaos, which will cause the public to be motivated to search for a solution, and they will choose the deep state's predetermined solution, which is the so-called war on crime and war on drugs and even war on poverty. These new campaigns will lead to increased police powers, abuse of police powers, arrest quotas, summons quotas, false arrests, unlawful issuance of summonses, warrantless searches, warrantless seizures, or detentions that are contrary to the U.S. Constitution, leading to the faulty U.S. Supreme Court decision such as Terry v. Ohio. The war on drugs campaign serves the purpose as the above stated paragraph. If the shadow government really want to create a war on drugs, all we have to do is promulgate a law which makes possession a certain amount of drugs with the intent to distribute or sell a capital offense. Other drug offenses, if convicted, could have a mandatory minimum sentence of at least 10 years in jail with no parole or time off for good behavior served. 98% of the drug dealers will be in jail and there will be no drug epidemic. There may be a small amount of drug addicts and users, but if they are court using drugs, there will be mandatory involuntary drug treatment, and if upon being released the former drug addict relapses, he will be readmitted to a drug treatment facility for as long as it takes to end the addiction. Then the former drug addict will be reintegrated back into society and become a productive citizen. The shadow government actors intentionally propagating an ideology of liberalism in order to create a permissive environment so drug use significantly increases the epidemic proportion. This is done to create chaos. By increasing crime, the deep state actors are the main reason why drug addiction and drug sales are an epidemic. They are the major importers of narcotics into U.S. and they form partnerships with gangs so narcotics can be sold on the neighborhood streets and our communities. The money made from the sales of 
narcotic is reinvested into the deep states, other legal operations. Also, Congress unlawfully appropriates U.S. tax dollars to budget, black budgets, which are budgets that are not made available to public for inspection because of this funding is used to further the shadow government's illegal activities, which are budgets that are not made available to the public for inspection because most of this funding is used to further the shadow government's illegal activity to overthrow the legitimate aspect of our government that conflict with their purpose. The purpose of promoting drug use and addiction is to cause drug users to develop mental confusion, an undisciplined mind, and cause reason to be impaired. The drug user becomes a drug addict and becomes mentally and physically undisciplined, making it easier to influence, persuade, and control his perception, therefore his destiny. The shadow government promotes the sale and use of narcotics to get funding to further their illegal criminal conduct, cause the drug users to be controlled and to use and to cause chaos. So the public demands a change in existing public policy in order to create a sense of normalcy, stability, and order. But instead, the shadow government actors are more than happy to accommodate the public's wishes. The shadow government actors propagate an ideology that promotes the making of a police state and the public willingly accepts the policy changes. The war on drugs and the war on crime campaigns were all lies. The real purpose was to create a war on our constitutionally protected, unalienable rights, the U.S. Constitution, and the various states' constitutions. The purpose of the police state is to stigmatize, outlaw, and punish any ideology that is communicated or actions that is contrary to the implementation of the New World Order. Some people say, why does it matter if the government knows what you believe and or how you act if you are not doing anything wrong? You have nothing to worry about, they say. I would tell them that the de jure, legitimate aspect of our government, we have nothing to worry about, but we have to worry about the de facto, illegitimate shadow government or deep state. Most of the public is indoctrinated by the mainstream propaganda and will communicate and act consistent with the deep state's goals. It is permissible to act and communicate in a manner that deviates with the deep state or shadow government as long as it does not threaten the major principles that are advocated by the deep state actors. There needs to be the appearance of diversity of ideology and behavior so the public thinks that they have their freedom to make choices when in fact the masses' minds are regimented to such a degree that their perceived choices mostly are consistent with the shadow government's objectives. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security Office of Intelligence and Analysis issued a nine-page document on April 7, 2009, titled Right-Wing Extremism, Current Economic and Political Climate Fueling Resurgence in Radicalization and Recruitment. This document declared those that acted and believed that significantly deviated from the shadow government ideology were declared the enemy of the state. They labeled these people right-wing extremists or right-wing radicals. These people were declared to have committed a pre-crime or have a disposition or propensity to commit crimes because of their beliefs, even though they have not satisfied any elements of any criminal offenses. These people listed were Christians, returning veterans, Tea Party members, pro-life members, supporters of militias, patriots. 